Welcome to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast where you'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made more money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more, go to writeyourbookinaflash.com. Thanks for joining us today. Our topic is how to become a rock star storyteller. And our speaker is Al Jensen. Al, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, Well, here's kind of the big picture. Uh, In 2016, uh, I found myself mentoring about 15 different Toastmasters throughout the Las Vegas area. And that uh, caused a little light bulb to go on going, boy, if all these people want help, Maybe there's a business in, uh, possibility here. So I launched a business, began coaching aspiring and emerging speakers, helping them develop their speaking, storytelling, and presentation skills. Along the way, I learned the value and importance of having a book. The whole idea that I learned was if you're going to be creating a new keynote speech. Now, a keynote speech is typically an hour long-ish and can typically will contain about eight stories in that one hour speech. Now, as you're developing your signature keynote speech with eight different stories, eight different topics in there, why not just begin writing your book at the same time? The book uh, will follow the same format as your speech. We propose that our clients write their speech in chunks of about seven to eight minutes. As you write a chunk, that's one story delivering one point and one message. Uh, or one lesson rather. And while you're writing that chunk, write your chapter to your book. When you're done, you got eight chunks of your speech, you got eight chapters in your book. And that is a great way to start with around a hundred page book, because who's got time to read three, four, 500 pages anymore. So uh, that's kind of the methodology that we encourage new upcoming speakers to use is write your book at the same time you uh, write your your speech. So at the end of the day, you can can hold up your book at the end of your speech and you can say, listen, folks, we only had uh, 50 minutes together today. Why don't you take me home with you? You can buy my book, buy it at the back of the room, 20 bucks, I'll sign it. And this just goes into much more depth than I was able to cover uh, during the the event today. (coughs) Excuse me, I'm just trying to recover from a, a summertime cold here. So anyhow, that's kind of what I propose in terms of helping people get their books written. Now, I work with aspiring and emerging speakers, authors, marketers to become more effective in structuring their speeches, their stories and their presentations and delivering them both virtually uh, or in person. Al, rather than have you repeat all that for the podcast, let's assume that that is your podcast answer and we'll go right in from there. (coughs) All right. I'll take out your, your coughs. Uh, thank you. <laughs> One, two, three. Al, that was a great overview. Can you tell us more about a signature story? What goes into a signature story and what isn't a signature story? Ah, that's a great, great question. You know, a signature story is something that's true, that's happened to you, and that you have learned a life or business lesson from that you can share with others. 
because other people, they want to know who you are. They want to know what makes you tick. They want to know you. They want to like you. They want to trust you. And that knowability, likability, and trust comes from your signature story, something that has happened to you in life that you can draw a parallel and you can share that with other people. They can see themselves in the same circumstance that you were in. So when we listen to other people's stories, we relate to either the storyteller or to the protagonist, the main character in the story, or in some cases, some of the secondary characters in the story. But we relate to that and we take that journey. And the brain is programmed to think in story format, think in picture format. So when we share our story, it's much more memorable, much more sticky, if you will, than simply sharing statistics and facts and figures and things of that nature. So your signature story, it's all about you. It's what happened to you. It's the transformation that happened in you from where you started to the, the journey that you took, the, the crisis and the conflicts that you faced along the way, the decisions that you made, how you overcame those crises and conflicts, and ultimately how you persevered and the lessons that you learned. So when you share that, that just invites people into your heart and that just invites them to connect with you. And at that point, they're much more open to listening to your offer, to your recommendations, your suggestions, whatever your call to action is, they'll be much more open to that because now they, they have an insight into your life. They know you, they like you, they trust you, they can relate. Perfect. Now, uh, I, I guess you're saying here that a signature story is not your life story, it is not your bio from cradle to grave or cradle to where you are today. It is, a, it is one incident that changed your life. Would that be correct? Well, yes, uh, although there are a multitude of stories that you'll tell, and you'll tell your why story, what inspired you to get into this line of business. You'll tell uh, other stories about how you actually created your company, how you created your products or your services or your offers. Now, your signature story will ultimately be a compilation of a number of these stories. Some of them may not even have to do with you. Some of them may have to do with celebrities or other individuals in the industry who have gone through a scenario, a situation, and have accomplished a, a transformation in their life. So your signature story really is kind of fluid, depending on the audiences that you're speaking with. Some audiences, you'll want to be more personal. Some other audiences, you maybe want to just stick uh, strictly professional uh, topics. But ultimately, you do want to share some of your personal insights, your personal story, because that's what drives the knowability, likability, and trust factors, which you, you really want to engage with your audience in those areas so you can influence them, move them to action, uh, give them a call to action, and reasonably expect that a, a percentage of them will follow you and will want to achieve the same results that you've achieved. So to say there's just a specific story that your signature story is really not accurate. It's a compilation of a number of stories that really help to illustrate the point that you want to, uh, to drive home that will influence the audience to know, think, feel, or do whatever it is that you would like them to do from the, from the uh, listening to the story. How long should a signature story be? 
Well, I prescribe that clients or, or that speakers, authors, anybody who's going to get on a stage, that they develop a signature story in chunks, or another word might be a module. Now, the human attention span is generally considered to be around seven, seven and a half minutes. If you watch television, that's when the commercials come on, about every seven to eight minutes or so. So if you can develop a chunk or a module, which is around seven to eight minutes, that should be one story which illustrates one point and drives home one lesson. Now, I encourage my clients to develop eight of those chunks. Eight of those chunks will give you a one-hour signature message. Now, if you're going to go out to a corporation, to an association, to any kind of a group, one-hour keynote message is generally the length that those folks look for. But if you develop this in chunk style, you can go to, say, a rotary club, uh, a civic group and organization. They want 30 minutes. So instead of telling eight stories, you're going to tell four stories. You'll still drive home your core message, drive home your point, but you'll do it with four stories instead of eight. Ultimately, though, the goal is to have one hour worth of solid content because that is the ultimate in, in a keynote message. If you're going to do an after-dinner speech, if you're going to work at a convention, a trade show, a conference or something like that, organizers are going to look for a one-hour message. So eight chunks eight stories that are all kind of intertwined and combined to drive home your message. That's the ideal time frame. Okay. That's, that's great advice. I'm wondering, you know, you grew up a good point earlier that you should be writing your book in conjunction with your speech. I hardly endorse that. And I'm wondering, are you saying that you can take a transcript from your speech and put it into your book or how much modifying would you suggest? You know, that's a great question. Um, as you're writing your book, you want to try to write a chapter that goes along with a chunk. Now, this chapter is not necessarily a verbatim recording of the words that you speak in your speech, but it's going to go a little bit deeper. You may add a second or third story, some extra illustrations, but maybe go just a little bit deeper uh, in your book, in the written word. The reader will have the opportunity to spend as much time as they want reading a particular chapter. They can bounce around between chapters, but the idea is to go just a little bit deeper. Add some, some more stories. Add a, a case study. Add some statistics or some graphics or some illustrations that just kind of drive the point home even deeper. So the whole idea when you get done with your message is you can hold up your book and go, listen, if you liked what I talk about today, take my book home with you. It'll go much deeper than what we had time to talk about today. So ultimately, it's going to follow the same format, the same stories and the same general concepts. But I think your book chapters need to go just a little bit deeper and provide a little more insight into that particular topic. As you know, I'm a book coach and developmental editor. And I had a client once who did not have any stories in his book and was glaringly obvious. He had lots of advice and scientific background, but no stories. And I said, Alan, you really need to have stories in your book. And he said, well, I don't know how to tell stories. How would you approach someone like that who is so scientifically based and fact oriented that they don't feel like they have the confidence or the knowledge to tell a story? So how do you tell a story? Uh, that's a that's a really good question. And, you know, I run into that as well in my speaking coaching business, 
where you get these intellectuals who are all about, you know, the facts and the figures and the ratios and the relationships and stuff like that. And that's fine. But you know what? That's not the way the human brain or human mind works. Our minds are hardwired for stories. I mean, when we, when we dream, we dream in terms of pictures and what happens in a timeline of going from here to here to here. We don't dream about letters and words and graphs and things like that. So <clears throat> we are really programmed to tell stories. So the way that I work with my clients in that, in that realm is I will put them on camera, much like uh, we're doing right now, and I'll interview them. I'll ask them some questions and I'll ask questions such as, can you tell me a time when this particular theory uh, was actually put into action, either by you or someone that you know? Tell me how this percentage plays out in real life. Tell me about someone who was on the short end of that percentage, or tell me about someone who was on the long end of this ratio. <clears throat> and I kind of coach it out of them by asking them to illustrate this. You know, don't just tell me that 73% of the people in the United States, you know, drive a car that gets 20 miles per gallon or less. You know, that's a statistic. It's not terribly exciting. But tell me about an individual who perhaps was driving a car getting 16 miles to the gallon and got fed up and decided they were going to go with an electric car that gets, you know, a gazillion miles to the gallon. So uh, in asking them to tell me a story or to illustrate it, that's the way I kind of coax it out of them to make it more real. Because, again, we relate to real people, not statistics and numbers and words in a book. Right. You know, a lot of your clients are speaking from the stage. They want to sell their books in the back of the room, but no one wants to be obnoxious about that. You know, uh, what advice do you have for when you're on the stage, how to subtly market your book without being over the top? Yeah, that's uh, that's a great question. And you never want to beat people up, but you can... You can do it in a low-key way that invites them to consider buying your book. <clears throat> the way I like to do it is as I get towards the close of my session on stage, not necessarily the last thing, but I like to make it almost the last thing, about 90% in. I like to say, ladies and gentlemen, we've had a great time here together today, and we've spent 45 minutes. I've got hours and hours and hours of content so if you would like to go a little bit deeper on this topic, I invite you to meet me at the back of the room where I've got this particular book that I'll be offering. Uh, it's $20. I'll sign a copy to you and you can take me home with you that way. And then you can go deeper at your leisure, reread it, rethink it, reconsider the various points we've talked about. If that's something you'd like to do. I'll see you at the back after this session is done. That's fantastic advice, Al. Al, tell us, who is your ideal client and how can they get in touch with you? You know, my ideal client is someone who has recently published a nonfiction book or is about to publish a nonfiction book. Those are individuals who wrote a book with the idea of impacting the world. So that is the ideal place for me to pick them up and start helping them learn to share their message in front of a group, in front of an audience. You can reach out to me, Al, at nextstagecommunications.com, and I'll be delighted to uh, sit down with you and spend some time talking about where you're at, what your objectives are, where you want to go, and how I might be able to help. Thanks for being with us today, Al. Thanks for having me with you. It's, it's been a great experience.
My pleasure. And thanks, everyone, for being with us today. Thank you for listening to the Write Your Book in a Flash podcast with Dan Janelle, the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. If you're ready to take your next step to write the book that can transform your business, I invite you to schedule a free, no-obligation consulting call with me by going to writeyourbookinaflash.com. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.